You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about taking risks and believing in ourselves. So I've been told a number of times throughout my life that I couldn't do something. And for various, obviously incorrect reasons, <laughs> whether it was because it had never been done before or because I'm a woman or because I wanted to build something that didn't exist yet or I didn't have the money. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out there can relate to any number, if not all of these things. But people like to say you can't do things. And I think entrepreneurs like to take risks. That's how we build. That's how we create. That's how we do new things. But for me, having those experiences just provided me motivation and fuel to prove all the naysayers wrong. And not that I'm trying to advocate for using negativity to fuel forward momentum, but like, okay, sure, why not? Like, <laughs> do it for you and then do it to prove that it could be done. And so I wanted to prove all those naysayers wrong, and I did. On every level, I proved them wrong. And Woo! yeah, and uh, I, that's one thing that um, I'm so honored to say that I have in common with today's guest. One of the many things that I love about this lady, she has paved such an incredible path for herself, despite running into adversity obstacles left and right. She has inspired me with her ingenuity, her tenacity, her curiosity, kindness, and her innate belief in herself. So I am so thrilled to introduce today's guest, Brittany Shore. She holds many titles. She's the founder of the Bordeaux, the original beauty bus, the reinventor of the Orpheum Theater in Oxford, North Carolina, the fashionista featured in Vogue turned farm girl turned wedding venue founder and business owner and so many more things, which I know we're going to get into today. Brittany Shore has, there's just nothing you can't do, girl. So let's get into this. I'm so, so, so pumped. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Woo, I'm so excited. That was quite the intro. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be a part of this and support all of your endeavors. The feeling is very mutual. I think you're an amazing entrepreneur as well. I'm just happy to be here today. Oh, well, I am so happy to have you. You know, Brittany and I met earlier this year. This is 2022. We met in February of 2022 in Nashville at a workshop hosted by Ali Webb, Adrian Kaler, Dan Tocchini. I don't think that's how you say his name, but I'll give it a We're shot. We're going to go with it. That's good. Uh, and Jessica <laughs> Zweig. Um, and this is where I first met Brittany and just like one of the first, I think it was the first night we were kind of all just like, hi, who are all these random people? Let's get to know each other. And I felt so lucky because you opened up and just kind of word vomited your story at me. And I was like, holy shit, this is girl, you are so many things. And so if it's all right with you, I'd like to just start off today's episode, introducing you in, in all the different capacities that you have to our listeners. So if you want to give us like a truncated rundown of the many, many versions of Brittany Shore that have come to fruition, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a loaded question. Sometimes I, I 
We'll I be don't here know for three hours. <laughs> it could be. I will, I'll make this very short. I'll try. Yeah. I've been practicing this because people ask me all the time and I feel like I could tell a story in 10 hours, but I can't. I have like one minute though. It's, it's hard sometimes, but yeah. So I started in the beauty industry back in 2008. Started literally from the bottom. I dropped out of college, had no idea what I was doing. Got a job at a salon and had a horrific experience. And I feel like that really has shaped me to where I am today. But uh, make a long story short, I worked my way up in the beauty industry, saw a complete white space for bridal beauty, kind of threw myself into it because I saw I could make a lot more money doing that. I'm very, um, I'm very money driven. So it's, I, it's like a game to me, which I've come to learn about myself, but I realized <laughs> there was a lot of money to be made in the bridal industry. And so I was really the first in my area to really take full advantage of that. Um, and so once I did, it just took off like wildfire and I just like, Quickly started making a team just because I had so much business, not knowing really how to do that. Pretty much Googled my way through how to open a company with name of the game, people. right? Yeah. And um, you make it. <laughs> you make it. And so I did that and realized that, man, there's such there's more space for this to grow. How can I make it better? And literally in the middle of the night one night, I woke up and I was like, I have to have a pink bus. Like I had just that just makes total sense to me. Like, let's make a pink bus to make a party bus for these weddings. And I told my husband and um, he thought I was absolutely bananas, but <laughs> he had faith in me. Like he, he saw it and believed in me and he's like, okay, let's do this. And so in 2018, we launched the very first beauty bus in St. Augustine, Florida. And it just took off. Like we were all over Florida. We were on music festivals. It was just so much fun. And um, I had kind of tapped the market. Like we were really the go-to people for weddings in Florida. And so it was really fun. We wanted to move and kind of expand the business and we didn't really know where to go. Fate led us to Raleigh, North Carolina. That's a whole different story of how we ended up there. But it was for us, it was a big city, you know, coming from a small town in Florida, it was a big deal to leave everything, you know, we left our family, we left our, Cody had retired from the fire department left schools, like literally dropped everything, moved to a new city, didn't know a single person. And I wanted to see if Bardo could make it. And it, it did. It did really well. And then from there, we wanted extra space for the kids. We bought this farm and it was amazing. I realized that I could also make money uh, on the farm. And so we made it into a wedding venue. Um, so before I knew it, I had Bardo in two markets. I had a wedding venue and then in this town we moved to, which we fell in love with, um, there was this vacant theater. It was this art deco movie theater. I mean, it was just like begging for someone to take it over. It was in the heart of downtown. So I thought, you know, I bet we could make a wedding venue out of this too. And so we partnered with this amazing um, man, Stuart Painter, and he owns the building and we own the business. And together we partnered and we spent two years renovating this theater. So before I knew it, I had Bardo in all these markets, was running two wedding venues. So life just kind of went crazy. Yeah. So uh, a lady with wearing many, many hats. Now I know when you first got started, we talked when we first met about the importance of uh, women and supporting each other. And I know everybody has a bit of a different story, but I feel like you have such an innate belief in yourself. Like you just have this confidence that I wish for literally every single woman. But how has that played a role in allowing you to just be everything that you are? Thank you for that. Um, 
I think it has just come with time. I'm by nature kind of a confident person. I always have been. Um, but I also got my world rocked. You know, when you're a confident person and you open your first business and you're so excited and you feel like you got it. And then you start realizing that maybe not everyone feels that way about you and especially other women in business. And granted, there's like women like you who do support other women. And it's so amazing once you can find that community. But you know, sadly, I, I think it's changing, but it's also one of those things where you experience is not everyone feels that way. And so it, it kind of knocked me down. You know, you feel like you got all this confidence going into business and then you tell your friends, you tell your work friends and all of a sudden you realize, you know, maybe, maybe they don't really have your best interest in mind or they don't have the same wishes that you do when it comes to success. And so I think your confidence kind of ebbs and flows as a business owner. And I think it just takes time and seeing it work and seeing it be successful and seeing people love what you make that kind of fuels that confidence. And then it just kind of snowballs into the next thing. But um, I definitely think finding your circle of support is uh, you have to have that. And for me, it was my family. Um, Mm -hmm. It was my husband. It was my parents. um, It was my siblings, you know? So I felt like I had this really small group of people that I really loved that had my best interests in mind. And when I was feeling down or second guessing myself, they were there to kind of push me back up again, but it's tough. You know, I think being a a woman in business is innately just hard, but if you can find that support system and, you know, and weed out the ones that necessarily don't support you um, as fast as you possibly can, would probably be my advice on that. But yeah, it's, um, it ebbs and flows just like anyone else, but it's it's an adventure for sure. Yeah. I think uh, I love Uh, as you brought up the support system there, I mean, we know as entrepreneurs that, you know, people always say it takes a village to raise a child. I think it also takes a village to build a business. And I think that that village looks like different things for different people. And so like, yes, in in the most perfect world, we would have flourishing communities of people supporting us and blah, 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 right? But uh, everybody's space looks different. And I know one thing that you shared with me previously is how amazingly supportive your husband has been of all of your endeavors. If you want to speak to just a moment of like what true partnership really looks like in, in that space, because I just think what you've shared with me previously, just makes my heart so happy because you're right. Being a woman in business is hard, but having relationships is hard, especially in as an entrepreneur. And I know a lot of men we love men. We're not putting men on blast, but a lot of men would feel really threatened by that and by such a strong woman kind of taking that lead. So if you wouldn't mind speaking a little bit to what that true partnership has looked like for you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel very blessed and very honored to have such an incredible partner because you're right. There are lots of men who wouldn't want that in a spouse, you know, someone who's powerful or confident and um, independent and, um, and I think that's changing, you know, I, clearly it's changing. Yeah. But yeah, Cody's phenomenal. We met when we were, <laughs> I was 14 when I met him. So we have a lot of history together, which I think yeah. is very helpful for our relationship. And, um, yeah, I think he has no ego and I think that has a lot to do with it. Neither do I, like we both put our ego aside. He had a career. I had a career. And in fact, before my career took off with Bardo, he had applied, um, he's a firefighter or was a firefighter he had applied to PA school and um, it's very competitive to get in. Uh, it took about a year and a half for him to even get to the spot where he could uh, apply. Wow. And so I 
I took the brunt of life. You know, we had two babies at a time and I just, I was working. And so I sacrificed a lot for him to get to the point where he could apply to this prestigious school that he really wanted to be at. So we got to that point and Bardo was taking off at the same time. And so we both had to have this conversation of like, do you go to school full time and get your PA or do we not do that? And I pursue my business because we can't do both. And, you know, it was a tough decision, but yeah. we sat down and he was like, no, you need to chase your dream. Like, I don't have a dream of being a PA. It just makes sense to me. But your dream is clearly the Bardo and this pink bus. And that's way more fun than just a job that feels right. And so he pulled his, withdrew his application and told me to go for it. So, yeah, I think having that, um, and still to this day, he's so supportive and every big decision that comes up, he's like, no, you know what to do, like make the decision and do it. And I'm here to support you. And, you know, so he retired from the fire department and, um, he's full-time, dad and partner and god i would not be able to do this without him so we actually love each other's company so the more i can be around (laughs) the better which i know sounds so crazy to most people like i think a lot of my friends are like how do you how are you around your spouse all the time but for us like (laughs) we we love it and we thrive off of each other and you know so i think if 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 that's important to somebody you know not everyone needs that but right for me i did and i found it and i'm so incredibly thankful he went, he went away for a week, two, a couple weeks ago. And so I had to juggle the kids and the businesses and all the other chaos that goes on. And when he got back, I was like, we need to increase your life insurance policy because anything ever happens to you, I'm so screwed. I'm so screwed. So jack up your policy because I'm not doing this without you. If I am, I'm sure as hell getting paid for it because this is so hard. That is... Oh my God. That's the most practical response I would have ever imagined. That's amazing. Yes, it was literally the first thing I picked him up in the airport and he was like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. Call the insurance company tomorrow, increase your policy. And let's talk about your vacation. How was it? Literally. That's how that <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, okay. So, so piece of advice to all entrepreneurs out there, increase the life insurance policy. of your significant <laughs> other. Yes, It's a great yes. business move. I love it. But yeah. I love it. Great. Yeah. Yay, Cody. Yay. Uh, so, so Brittany, you had also just mentioned, you know, it, it's beautiful to go through the, these trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship and learning things, et cetera. And it's exciting when you see it work. But I also yeah. think that we learn so much more from when it doesn't work than when it does work. Yeah. Do you have any like examples of anything that You've never made a mistake before. You have no examples. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any any like specific stories or lessons you would share on like, oh, well, this didn't work and this is what I learned from it. Yeah. I, I almost think that those are more valuable than the things that do work. You know, yeah. I've learned the most. And I think most successful business entrepreneurs will tell you they learn their most in the mistakes. And so I have since almost welcomed them because I feel like there's so much growth that can happen when you make a mistake or do something wrong or whatever it may be. But yeah, when I opened the Bardo, we were just a bridal company. We did hair makeup on the weekends, trials throughout the week. It got so busy. Um, we needed a building. We needed a space to keep inventory and do these trial runs for our brides. But I had a long history of being behind the chair as a salon mm-hmm. as a hairstylist. And so when word got out that I had a new space for these brides, everyone assumed I was a hair salon, which I was getting away from. 
But then again, the whole like chasing the carrot of money thing came up and I was like, well, if I just turn this space into a salon during the week and then just do bread on the weekend, like that makes sense. And so I went against my better judgment. My gut told me, don't do it. Salon is not your, you know, you're not passionate about it. Even though it's going to make you money, like just don't do it. But I didn't listen to myself and I did it. <laughs> and oh my God, it was oh, so oh. awful. It was so awful. It was so much, my overhead like quadrupled. I was then managing way too much staff and yeah, I just didn't like it. And it made me miserable and it cost me a lot of money. And so it took me about eight months to like fizzle that decision out. Um, yeah. At that point on said, if it doesn't feel right. Don't do it. Like don't do things because you should, because that's, that shouldn't ever be how you decide to do something big like that. So I think it's following your intuition, you know, don't listen to what people say you should do. Cause that's, they're not the ones in the arena, you know, the whole main yeah. of the arena, you know, it's like, they're not the ones making those decisions. They're not the ones with the stress and the financial burden and all those things like just shut them out, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was probably the biggest one for me. And there's been a lot since then, but that was probably the most expensive one. Yeah. Um, you brought up passion there as well. Like you mentioned like the dangling carrot of money. Yes. But then you mentioned like, but my gut told me not to do it because I'm not passionate about it. And I think it's such a interesting relationship between passion and money because it's been my experience when we just go for the money, it very rarely ever works. But when you really lean into your passion, the money is oftentimes surprising. I think it has everything to do with your happiness. I think there's such a correlation between your mental and your spiritual and just your overall well-being. If you're happy and if you're successful, even if that doesn't mean you're making all the money, like I don't think successful means you're as much money as you can make. I think that's all you're being. And if you're not happy and if you're miserable, because I've been there, everything else sucks. You know, like you don't really make the money because if your mental is off, that then affects your decisions that you're making. And um, so, yeah, I think no one should ever go into business or open a business that they're not super passionate about or something that doesn't make them happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, then either figure out what's not making you happy or maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And there's been many times where that's happened to me where we opened a business and it was really fun. It was really great. And then it was like, God, this actually really isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Um, And you know, you figure out how to get out of it or you sell it. And we've done, we've done both of those and happiness is huge. And your mental health is everything. Yeah, I agree. I know we've shared some more stories and I really believe that owners need to build their businesses in alignment with their personal values, goals, and purpose. And just piggybacking off of what you just said, I think when you build a business that is not in alignment with those things, you feel it. And it takes a toll on you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually until you crash. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 So I love that you brought up leading into passion. And I also love that you brought up not doing what we quote unquote should do, because I think that's like this dirty word. Such a dirty word. It's like the new S word, like should is like the nastiest word. And I think entrepreneurs, we run into this all of the time and everyone has an opinion, right? Everyone has an opinion of what you should do. Oh, oh yes. But I've been really curious about like, what do people want? What do you actually want? Like, what do you want? How do you define success? Yeah, I agree. And so 
I'm going to use this to parlay into some of your new exciting okay. things coming up. Sure. But so Brittany, let me ask you real quick, how, like right now, a snapshot in your life right now, how are you defining success? Um, my definition of success right now is, are you following your passion? Are you following your dream? Does your dream make you happy? And are there end results of that dream? And for me, the past six months have been the most insane six months I've ever had in my life. I've had to make really tough decisions, but I think success is all of those things. And without them, there probably is no success. And, you know, Cody and I have figured out, there's a book that he read. I skimmed it, but um, <laughs> I appreciate on. the honest admittance there. Uh, it's called Designing, Designing Your Life. And oh it's my like, gosh, what? I love that book. So good. You should I really read it. Like you should I know, I really know. read it. It's very good. One of, the, one of the benefits of living with Cody is if I don't have time to read something, he will. Then he'll give me like the Cliff Notes version. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, give it to me right now. Okay, got it. But we've been like designing our life essentially. Yeah. And like, what do we want it to look like? And we had been on the other side of it where it was like nothing we wanted and it was miserable and we were so stressed. And so we cut out all of that. And that was super hard by the way, but we did it. Mm-hmm. And so now we're like, okay, what is, what is our ideal life look like? And to me, that's success. And yeah. so we have ninja our way through life the last six months and cut things and added things. And now we're in like this like state of bliss. Like it's incredible. And had we not done the work and the work is hard. Yeah. um, And not everyone I think can has done the work and that's okay. But if you can, there's so much beauty on the other side of it. And to me, that's my definition of success um, is figuring out what that looks like and making it work for your family and your business. As you made some of these difficult decisions over the last few months, what were some of your like guiding beacons of light as you kind of worked your way through that? Um, it, for me, it was, was just the feeling of what would it feel like if we didn't have X, Y, and Z, and then just being able to imagine life differently. And, you know, that's kind of what got us through. It was like, okay, if we did A, B, and C, what would it feel like? And it was like, God, it feels really good. Okay, well, let's do A, B, and C. However yeah. hard it is, let's do it. Make it happen. And we did it. You know, we had some battle scars from it, and um, but we learned because that's how you, you yeah. learn. So yeah, I think the beacon of light was just like, what could life look like? And then go after it. And that's what we did. Well, and I think that's beautiful too. And again, kudos to Cody uh, <laughs> for having the creativity to see that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs tend to be visionaries. And so we tend to like be able to envision like what's possible, but that's not necessarily a skill that everybody has. I think that's quite challenging for some people. So I think that's awesome that you guys thought outside the box, prioritized what you wanted, and now you're doing it. So speaking of that, tell me a bit about this new thing that you're getting into, girl. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, So as you know, I own the Bardo. Um, We were in two different markets and... You know, I learned a lot from that business. I learned that you can't do everything and you can't wear all the hats. Um, And I, I tried. And to be quite frank, I crashed and burned about a year, year and a half ago, right when COVID hit, which was great timing. Um, And so I had to stop. And so I put everything on hold, including that the business and had to put myself first. And During that time, you know, I just took time for myself and I got an email of um, somebody who had inquired about my business model, my buses, um, how we did it. 
And I thought it was really intriguing. And so I reached back out to her and she's not my business partner, but they had the same concept. They wanted to do the same exact thing on the West Coast, you know, make these beauty buses and this bridal team. But I had kind of already done it um, on the East Coast, on the West Coast. And so the thought was, well, instead of competing against each other, you know, Brittany, would you consider, you know, dropping that business, but coming with us and we'll make a bigger company together under a different name. And I was so excited about that phone call. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's my moment. I'm here. I'm going to do it. It's happening. And it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And thank God they were on the same wavelength of like, because I said, listen, if we're going to do this, like, let's go big. Like, let's, this business can franchise. I've been told that. I've had lawyers tell me this. Like, if I'm going to partner with you, let's do it the right way. And let's make it a franchisable company. And luckily, one of my partners um, has a tremendous and extensive business background. So he's been phenomenal to work with. And so we came together, made it official back in January. And um, the new company is called Beauty Bus Co. Um, It'll be a a hair makeup mobile company um, specializing in high-end services on renovated school buses. And we're so excited about them. Yes. Decked out. And it's just like, imagine a party bus, but geared towards hair and makeup on your wedding day. And the most photogenic opportunity bus that comes to you and we'll be able to franchise it. And I'm super excited. So I'm co-founder and co-CEO of this. Sarah is the other co-founder and CEO and she's amazing. Maybe one day you'll get to interview her on your podcast. Oh, I would love um, to. Awesome for you. But yeah, so this new company kicks off this year and we've got uh, four markets coming and two beauty buses coming. It's insane. So that's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And, you know, just for your listeners to kind of get a piece of motivation, I journal, I, I manifest, that's everyone manifests differently. To me, it's through writing. And so I, and I keep all these journals because Cody told me to, and I'm so glad he did. Because <laughs> now I can look back and be like, Hey, I wrote that. It's already happening. Like, it's so funny. Is that but weird? It's so weird. And so a year ago I had this vision of being the CEO because I really like being in charge and I really like making <laughs> I love, I love that you just own that. I, I, I love I just, it. I love it. And I'm not a bossy person. I just, I like to navigate things. That's where I'm the best. You make and good so, decisions. Thank you. I, you can see you. it. Yeah. I do see, it. I see the vision and I, and I can tactically get there. Yeah. With support. And now I have the support. But a year ago I wrote in this journal, I was like, I want to be CEO of my own company one day. And I want to make decisions. I want to take over the U.S. Not knowing A, that it would actually happen. And then B, how to get there. And then one day I get a random email from somebody and that's how it started. And I did it. I accomplished my goal. And now we're just the very beginning stages of it. And still, when I look at that notebook, I'm like, Oh my God, I did it. (laughs) So crazy. It's amazing. You did it, but it's not like it landed. I mean, yes, you got an email, which very much so feels like it landed in your lap, but you worked tooth and nail. You took so many risks. You put yourself out there. And none of this could have happened if you didn't believe in yourself. You didn't have the support system you had. You didn't build your own opportunities. You didn't fall flat on your face and then pick yourself (laughs) back up. You know, like you earned all of that. Thank you. Bruises and scraped knees and all, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You did though. I just, I'm so impressed by you. I'm so, so stinking excited for you. And the beauty bus come, you're going to take over the world, girly. 
Thank you. That's the plan. Take it over. Take it over. And you know what? <laughs> the world would be a better place for Brittany Short to take when Brittany Short takes over. Thank so. you, Kylie. I appreciate that very much. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about how you're, you've manifested this big dream of yours. What is it that you're most excited about? Ooh, I am most excited about having a company um, that's growing, that is built on the backbone of empowering other women to own a business, to give them financial freedom. And that's what it's all about for me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I did it. And just because little old me could do it, anyone can do it. And so I'm really, really excited about making a model where I could sell it um, at a very reasonable cost to another female who's in the beauty industry who can take this and make a lot of money for herself and for her team. Like it's a, you know, Cody always remembers one of my most favorite things when Bardo was in its prime was I would give, <laughs> I would give everyone their paycheck and I'd be like, ah, like, I'm so excited for you to make money. Like, cause they would have no idea. They wouldn't keep track of how much money they made that week. And so when I would give it to them, Sometimes they would cry. Sometimes they would celebrate and dance because they made a lot of money. And so for me, like, God, it's the best. If I can allow other women to experience that for themselves and their team, like, yep. that's yes. it. Game over. So that's yes. what I'm saying. What, what about that is important for you? Um, it's important to me because I feel like women deserve it. And I think for the longest time, women couldn't do it. And now we yeah freaking can. And it's so amazing. And, and it's, I'm not a man hater. I love men. My husband's the most incredible human being on the planet, but like for a woman to be able to retire her husband and be like, I got it. Like that's yes. And just, just for our listeners, the first night I met Brittany, she, that's one of the ways she introduced this amazing man, Cody, to me. She's like, well, I retired my husband. I was like, that is the most badass feminist <laughs> statement I've ever heard. I love it. Anyway, keep going. And he is proud of that. He tells everybody. He thinks it's, he thinks it's great. It's great. Um, it is great. But no, I think there's just something so beautiful about gifting other women this opportunity that I had and to make it easier for them. They don't have yeah. to go through as many bumps and bruises as I did. There's always a few, but so I think that's what I'm most excited about. And also like I'm building this company with my life. Like, what do I want to do? Like, do I want to check into an office every day? No, I want to be able to work remote. I want to be a a chaperone on kids field trips. I want to take vacations. Like I now know what I want and definitely what I don't want. Cause one of the things that I don't want, I've done it and it's terrible. And so now I get to design this new huge company with amazing partners and amazing husband and set my, what do I want? And that's so freaking cool to be able to do that. That's everything. It's everything. And so to be able to give that to other women, that's like a win to me. Yeah. Win win of all wins. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love everything about that. Empowering women, the financial freedom, the work life flexibility, all of it. I love it. You are so many things, my dear. So many freaking things. I'm so impressed by you. I'm so inspired by you. You have been through this entrepreneurial journey in ups and downs and left and right and all over the place. What would you say has been your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Ooh, it's not really a feel good one, but I think it's okay. We'll need to know is 
not everyone has your back. You know, you have this great idea and you're so excited and, and you do it and you want to tell everybody, right? You tell everybody about yeah. it. And then some people say things like, like what you said earlier in your podcast was like, how are you going to do that? Well, you don't have money or you will never be as good as I am. Or like all of a sudden this shit comes at you and you, I was very taken back by it. And like, oh, I thought you were, okay, you're not on my team. Cool. Oh, you're not on my team either. Okay, great. Well, then who is on my team? You know, and then you figure out who is on your team. And so I don't know. For me, that was a really tough one. I lost a lot of, you know, I think there's, there's friends in life that you keep forever. And then there's friends that are in your work circles and in your convenience circles. And so, you know, it just, for me, I was, I was really hurt by um, a lot of women in business, to be honest with you. And that was really unfortunate. But then I realized that there are other amazing women like you. And um, I've met so many over the last you know couple of years who really do support you and mm-hmm. want you to do the best you can. And those are the women that you have to keep in your circle. It's so important. So I think for me, the hardest part was just learning that like not everyone has your best interest in mind. But then once you figure that out, like then you really are very selective with who you have in your circle. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's no. just a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, you got to be, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Relationships take time and being selective with the ones that you choose to invest in is just a wise investment of your time. So It is true. It is very true. And I think, you know, on a on a positive side of it too is, you know, one of the things that I was able to learn was just how powerful you are. Like once you do take your dream and you execute it and you do it, you're like, "Holy shit, I did it." Like, yeah. Wow. Like that's such a, a moment of like, I can take over the world now because I yeah. did this. And yeah. like, that is so cool to be able to do that. And so I think there was like a lot of insights, so, you know, some not so great, like what I just talked about, but also there's other ones that are just like, just blows your mind. And it also feeds into like, the confidence too. It's like, yeah. once you do something and you do it well and it works and people love it, you're like, Oh, what's next? You know, then you grow it and you grow it. And it's like this drug of what you're capable of. Yeah. Yes. Like you continue to surprise yourself. So yes, for all listeners out there, like don't underestimate yourself. Know that you can do, you can manifest whatever it is you want and don't be surprised when, uh, when you get it, you know, there's this quote and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it and I can't even tell you where the source is from, but it's something along the lines of once you have decided what you want, don't be surprised how quickly the universe responds. <laughs> I love that quote. I have it saved in my little, I have like a manifest. <laughs> okay. You know board. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so good. Cause it's so true. It's so and true. Once you flip your mind to know that a, you are powerful, you do create your own universe. And are there, if there's things that you want and you believe in your heart of hearts and your mental that you can achieve those things, you're right. It's only a matter of time until it happens. And it's so fun to just wait and be present. And then it happens, you know, and you have to allow yourself, I think, allow yourself the opportunity to let it happen. Yeah. And that's almost the hardest part, I think, is to that point where you get rid of all those limiting beliefs about yourself and you really do just allow blessings to come. And it's, it's tough to get to that point, but it just takes a little work. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I could sit and chat with you all day, my dear. I know, um, I know, I could too. <laughs> for all of our listeners who want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach out? Yeah, they can send me an email. Um, all of our websites are currently under construction at the moment. Um, they will be all live this spring. But the best email to reach me would be my first name, Brittany at BrittanyShore.com. There you go. Awesome. Well, as always, my dear, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. And Thank you for having me. I feel so honored. My first, okay, first of all, just to let your listeners know. Yes. We went to a conference and there was a group of women. None of us had met each other before, which is really intense. <laughs> there are 30 women in one room and they're, and we're all entrepreneurs. So we all have kind of a type A personality. Yeah. So I was like, okay. My goal this weekend is to find at least one woman that I can really connect with and like have fun with and keep in touch with. And literally the first time Kylie spoke, I was like, yep, that's her. She's my girl. <laughs> and then that night we had like, you know, a glass of wine and we sat together. Girl, you're amazing too. Like what you have done and what you've gone through and like the businesses that you're building. Oh my gosh, it is so incredible. And I love watching you grow. And yeah, just for your listeners to know, like you're the bomb, like you're pretty awesome. Aww. And I'm so honored to be a part of your podcast and I can't wait to see where it goes and you're killing it. Oh, uh. That's so sweet of you. Thank you, my dear. I'm so excited for you and the Beauty Boss Co. Everybody keep an eye out for that. It's going to be so freaking awesome. Headed by this lovely, lovely lady here. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll chat soon. Sounds great. Thank you. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.